several years ago, much to my mother's delight, I decided to take a solo backpacking trip in Grand Teton National Park. I drove the 15-hour drive from my home to the park overnight, and upon arriving, immediately set out on the trail. It was the first of recent summers when horrific wildfires swept the Pacific coast, and even though there were hundreds of miles between the fires and the trail, the smoke traveled far distances, and the air quality along with the extreme elevation made it very difficult to breathe. I planned to hike three days and camp two nights in what was encouragingly named Death Canyon. <laughs> the trail was astounding. I walked past a beautiful lake, meadows of wildflowers, under the towering peaks of the Tetons. In the early evening when I arrived where I planned to set up camp, I became overwhelmingly terrified by the prospect of a grizzly bear finding my scent. So I pitched my tent and climbed in under the false protection of a thin fabric with my large canister of bear mace and waited out the next morning. This wilderness adventure took me to the edge of comfort. I'm glad to share with you I did not have any direct confrontation with wildlife, save for a rather large moose who I nearly bumped into when I rounded a corner on the trail. But my fear in the moment was as real as my elevation sickness, both of which culminated at the sheer drop-off of the edge of Static Peak, where the trail was so thin that I seriously considered turning around and adding an extra day's hike back so that I could avoid slipping and tumbling to certain peril. Alongside the fear, there were also glaciers and wide expanses, 72 hours of solitude, which opened up time for prayer and being in communion with myself and with God. Surely I prayed for deliverance from the prospect of being mauled, but I also had time to contemplate who and how God was calling me to be in the world. This week I've been sitting with the opening words from our gospel reading for this evening. Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness. Often when we find ourselves in the wilderness, either literal or metaphorical, it seems like we were plucked up and plopped out there alone. But in this story, we hear that it was the Spirit itself that led Jesus out. Jesus didn't end up in the desert because God withdrew God's self from him, and neither do we. Life's wilderness experiences, whether we find them by choice or by circumstance, are not the result of God's choosing whether to be present in our lives at a given moment. God is always with us, every breath and heartbeat throughout all of existence. Our experience of challenge, of trials, of temptation, 
does not equal God's absence. During the season of Lent, we are called to grow our awareness of our relationship with God. We're invited to draw near to God, to listen for that quiet voice crying out in the wilderness saying, you are my beloved. It means taking time to notice how God is already present at work in our lives. Can we set aside time this season to be in God's company? What would that look like for you tonight, this week, this season? Can we set aside our own fears and frustrations, our agendas, and remember that God loves us unconditionally and without reservation? When the injustices of the world, the wrongs, hates, and harms whisper at us from every direction, can we follow Jesus' example, following the Spirit, and turn to what we know about our God? I'd guess for most of us, this is counterintuitive. Our tendency when things go awry is to feel or choose isolation and disconnection. But we were made by a God who knew us before we were ever born, who loved us into being, and who was with us even until the end of the age. A God who is with us through both the danger and the beauty of the wilderness. My Lenten prayer is that we may follow wherever the Spirit guides us and dwell there with our loving God.